Welcome to Beyond Grit, the podcast that seeks to create and foster a community of people who want to learn, develop, and employ the 10 powerful practices to gain a high-performance edge. Whether you're an athlete, a parent, a coach, or just someone looking to improve yourself, the Beyond Grit podcast shows you step-by-step how to reach your peak potential. The Beyond Grit podcast is based on the book Beyond Grit, written by Sandra Kampoff, PhD, founder, and CEO of Mentally Strong Consulting, and a professor at Minnesota State University, Mankato. Sindra, a keynote speaker and entrepreneur, is also a certified mental performance coach for professional athletes, executives, and championship teams from around the nation, including the NFL's Minnesota Vikings. Sindra's co-host is Tim McNiff, Emmy Award-winning news and sports journalist, strategic communications consultant, and storyteller for the National Sports Center. This is the Beyond Grit Podcast. Welcome to the Beyond Grit Podcast, episode 21. Tim McNiff, alongside PhD, Cinder Kampoff, high-performance coach, founder and director at the Center for Sport and Performance Psychology, and of course, folks, esteemed professor at Minnesota State University, Mankato, Dr. Kampoff. I've missed you. I know. It's so awesome to be here with you. I love your energy, so thanks for starting it right today. It's great to be back with you. Well, as people don't know, we're not in the same place, uh, and and so we recorded the last couple of podcasts, took some time off. I don't know if I'm a fan of it, Sindra. I went through a little withdrawal without you. We just need to do something every week. Let's get back on. <laughs> I think so. I think so. And well, you know what? What? Yesterday, I was at Park High School uh, in Cottage Grove, and uh, I, at the end, I talked about the podcast, and one of the coaches was like, I've been listening, and I love it. So Yay. thanks so much for everybody who's coming back every week. And he just said that it's been really helpful to learn more about these principles. So I uh, just wanted to give you a shout out and some love, Tim, that people are listening. And we'd love to hear from you. So reach out to Tim or I. Let us know what you think. And uh, we'd love to give you a shout out and um, help you in any way that we can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Parker Cottage Grove, uh, high school uh, rivals. And I uh, had two nephews through my wife's uh, marriage. Three, actually, uh, all went and went there and played uh, sports all through it. So many connections, tentacles reaching out to Park of Cottage Girls. Nice. All right, we have reached, can you believe it, episode 21. 52 chapters hey. in this book. We're about to deal with the 21st. We are closing in on halfway through the outstanding book, Beyond Grit. This podcast process, 10 practices. 52 chapters. We are in practice number four, know yourself to master yourself. And before we go into chapter 21, which is master your green light, we're going to look back in the rearview mirror at find your flow. And the last time we spoke, you assigned homework was to think about times you have and have not experienced flow and compare and contrast those experiences. Now, this actually took me uh, back to high school. Because I had a year playing football as a freshman where I was, uh, I led the team in touchdowns, uh, receiving, rushing. I had the most interceptions. And I think I probably had the most fun uh, because I had all those great things. And then I got to sophomore year and I was forced to make a position change. I didn't deal with it well. I was 15 years old. So, you know, and it wasn't really, wasn't really like I was given a choice. And um, I had a terrible year. I had a terrible year. Couldn't catch a thing. Couldn't catch a cold. Cinder camp off, and uh, 
and, and just, I, I couldn't find your flow. I don't even think my flow is in the same state. <laughs> That's funny. And I think the cool thing about flow, which we talked about in the last episode, it's like we might think about it in sports, right? Like you're thinking about it in high school and people can easily think about sports because we maybe hear that word flow a lot in sports. Like, you know, are you in the flow? Are you in the zone? But this really relates to everyday life. We might be in the flow doing this podcast, in the flow at work, working on a project, in the flow while we're speaking. So the cool thing is it doesn't apply just to sports. No, that's, a, that's what I thought was the beauty of the whole book. Because obviously there's a direct sports application, but there is a, um, a business application. And as people probably already know, if they're following the podcast at this point, I gave the book to my wife and both of my daughters for Christmas because I just believe in what you're teaching about how we can find that best part of ourselves. And so um, you assign that of thinking about the times where you have and have not experienced flow uh, with, a, with, I'm guessing, you know, the, the intent is to help us identify one or the other and to try to stay in one and away from the other. Right. And to give you some more awareness of when are you at your best and what are the things that lead to your best? And maybe what are some of the triggers that, get in your way and uh, prohibit you from being at your best more often. So, you know, this uh, practice number four, know yourself to master yourself is really about being more aware of yourself, understanding your tendencies, uh, your strengths, and uh, what's going to lead you to be at your best more often. And I keep trying to be the adult in the room as hard as that is for me to do and think about all the good ways that I can really, uh, you know, apply this. But darn if I don't keep thinking about the golf course. Everything I just yeah. keep thinking because that's such a game where you're in your head. Sure. It is a really big mental game. I think golf is like the sport that most people would say like they were more aware that the mindset and your the mental game is important. So that makes sense. <laughs> oh, I are going to talk I, about your green light and your yellow light and especially you don't want to get in your yellow light or red light on the golf course. Well, there you go. Now you're taking us into chapter 21, master your green light. And if you would, just talk about the, uh, the, the everyday performance using the quote-unquote traffic light model. What is the traffic light model? So I first read about this and learned about it from a legendary sports psychology practitioner called, his name is Ken Revisa. And he worked for a long time at Cal State Fullerton, worked with their baseball team there, worked with uh, Major League Baseball, helped the Cubs win the World Series several years ago. So uh, uh, he's a leader within the field. And he talked about this idea of stop the stoplight, and I really like it. And so I want you to think about most of us can drive, maybe who are listening to this podcast. And so when we're driving, you know, do you ever even notice, Tim, the green light? Oh, sure. I mean, like, I, I don't trust other people. So even yeah. when I have... <laughs> Even when I have the green light, like I'm going through an intersection, I'm my head swiveling. I'm like, who's not stopping for that red light okay. to T-bone so me at this intersection? Yeah. And do you, do you drive through the yellow light? Serious question. Okay. I am very much a rules person in the car. And okay. I, I always seem to be the first car that misses the light. Like everybody else goes. And then I was yeah. see people, well, come on, that wasn't even close to yellow. No, I, I will admit I'm no saint. There are times when I've had to get to things where I go, I'm sorry, people, I'm going. So I've sure. done it both times based on the, the situation. But I try to be reasonable where the yellow light is concerned. How about you? Uh, I probably go through it more often than I don't. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Depends on if my kids are with me, right? Uh, right. I got places to go, people to see, you know. So, uh, <laughs> um, but the key is, is I want you to think about what your tendencies are when you're driving. And uh, we can use this idea when we're thinking about ourselves. And green light means go. Green light means we don't really have to make any adjustments to ourselves. Green light means we're at peak performance. We're at high performance mentality. We're really training this mind because we can't take a day off of training our mind, right? Tim? Never. Never. So we're really working to be at our best and we're at a green light. And it does feel like sometimes we're in the flow. The yellow light means caution. It means we're starting to lose kind of this peak performance mentality. Maybe we feel anxious or rushed or we're just slightly out of our best. And red means we got to stop. When we're playing in sports, sometimes we actually have to be pulled out of the game or take a break during a red light uh, and to gather ourselves. Uh, we might feel like we're, you know, really in a slump. Um, maybe we've had a couple of games just not at our best, and so we're making this assumption that we're in a slump. And so we need to really intervene with ourselves when we're in our yellow light uh, before we get to our red light. And, uh, and this idea really just helps you think more about how does this apply to you? What are your yellow light? What are your red lights? And, and what does your green light mean to you? And when are you really at your best? It's really fun to do this with teams, Tim, because uh, I actually have them like uh, act out some skits from a green light, yellow light, red light. And it's pretty entertaining. And you always kind of see some really cool things that happen with teams um, and some, you know, just um, some jokes and inside jokes in terms of like what comes out in these skits. But uh, everybody can really use this idea to help them be at their best more often. Well, and I was thinking about it when reading the chapter, and then you, the explanation is given. I'm thinking, well, okay, you're in your green, and all of a sudden maybe things aren't going quite so well. Now you're going to yellow, and you don't want to avoid red. So how do you reprogram yourself or get yourself back to green rather than continue that slide from yellow to red? And then is it a case where you're trying to get them or us to identify like external factors that may cause you on a you know repetitive basis to go from green to yellow or worse? Yes. So it can be some uncontrollable factors, things outside our control. Like, uh, for example, uh, when we're playing sports, it might be a ref's call. It might be, um, let's say you're playing basketball and three shots in a row that you've missed. Um, maybe it's someone talking trash to you. Crossed uh, mm. from you on the football field. So it could be external factors, uh, but many times I find it's internal factors. It's us getting in our own way. And uh, I think usually it's, you know, just a matter of our perspective, our focus, what are we attaching meaning to, and how is this contributing to how we're understanding the experience in our life or at work or in sport. So many of the times it's internal factors and how we're just making sense of what's happening to us. Uh, but, you know, in the book I talk about, like, these questions to answer yourselves, to ask yourself, you know, what are you saying to yourself in each of these lights? What are you, how are you feeling? Um, uh, and what are you focused on? And many times in our yellow light or red light, we're focusing on things we can't control. Or we're saying things like, you know, beating ourselves up with our self-talk, like, that was stupid, I'm such an idiot, I, should, I never do things right, right? And we are the, our own worst critic. We're more, more tough on ourselves and have worse self-talk than we would ever say to a, a friend, right? So uh, it's also making, making sure we're nurturing 
that self-talk. So we're saying things more like, I'm strong, I'm fast, I'm powerful, I'm unstoppable. Watch me. That's green light. Yeah, you, you actually put on page 124 of the book, you, uh, you say complete a stoplight grid. And you have it in your, in your green light, in your yellow light, in your red light. And then I'm saying to myself, the next box I am feeling, and the next box I am focused on. And I think about this because you do this in different variations throughout the book and how important it is to, to do these and to practice them because we all want to live, operate, play in green. The key to me is to, if you're in the middle of a game, things are going to happen or, or even in the work day, you're counting on a contract, you're counting on a bid coming through and it doesn't. And suddenly your day, which was pretty steady green up until that point, has just suddenly gone red. Now, how can you get yourself out of that, get back to green? So it's, it's having these, this is where the book gets, goes from theory to toolkit to having these tools to actually get you back to green. Right. And I think the first step, Tim, is awareness. And what I find really helpful about this analogy is you want to catch yourself in the yellow light because if you spend too much time in your red, you know, things are, are not going well. So you want to catch yourself in that yellow, get back to the green, spend most of your time in that green light. And what I talk about this chapter is I talk about this idea of a power pause. And it means two things. Uh, when I was writing this book, I was thinking a lot about like, what really helps people stay in their green more often or when they're in your yellow, notice it and then get back to their green. And the power pause includes two things. First, um, a, a breath, or maybe a couple of deep breaths. Like, just take a deep breath. We talked about, at one point in the podcast, counting with this. And so the great thing about counting with the breath is you can't think about anything that's making you mad when you're counting, because you can't think about two things at once. <laughs> so you might just take seven counts in, hold it for two, Breathe out for seven. You might need a couple of those just to reset, right? So let's say if you are in the game and uh, you get really angry at a call, get out of the game, count, do some deep breathing with it. And then the second step is a power phrase. And this would be like an I am or I can or I will phrase to get you back on track. Remind yourself who you are because sometimes we just forget who we are. And I think so much of this is is the one of the biggest places this book has affected me is when I am behind the wheel driving a car sure. because I used to let so many things get to me that I could not control. And I'm just like, well, I'm not doing that anymore. You know, that might, I might like that, but if I react the way I have been, it doesn't affect the other person. It might affect people in the car with me and, and I just don't want to be that person anymore. So yeah. I, I like this in, in your, your, your last line for the first part, the power breath, you say, take multiple power breaths as needed until you feel calm and collected. So it's not necessarily, uh, it doesn't have to be just one. If you need 27, take 27, whatever it takes. Yes, whatever it takes. And my husband and I were talking about that too, Tim, where uh, another driver got really mad at him the other day. <laughs> we were both laughing at that because we were like, you know, it's such an uncontrollable, why let other people, like, let you be emotionally reactive that way? Like, I think about when you do that, you give the other person power. You know, you just gave other person the power over your, over your emotional state. 
And so I have been really working on responding less emotionally, like in a negative way to other people and other things they can't control. Just letting it bounce off me a little bit more because it is an uncontrollable. And many times when we're in our yellow light or red light, we're focusing on the weather or uh, the mistake that somebody else just made or we're frustrated at a colleague for not following through. Um, or maybe we are focused on traffic. Yeah, or you have a colleague that maybe sets you off in the workplace. And one of the things you, you put in here, you said um, high performers use pictures, signs, or stickers to remind them to stay focused on the present moment. Then you give examples of how yes. people have done things. And I think this is this is pretty much sports-related, the way you lay it out here, too. But there's nothing that you're, you're going to give examples. I'll let you do that. But I mean, there's nothing you're going to talk about that people could not say, I could do that at work. I could Absolutely. do that every day. So why not just print out a picture of a stoplight, put it next to your car, in your car. Uh, sometimes I put them on like little uh, labels. You know how you can print like things on little labels. And then we have a whole bunch of stoplight stickers. We uh, have coaches put them on their uh, clipboards at basketball games, at football games. Um, really cool example for many years, I worked with Minnesota State Maverick Baseball and I worked with a pitcher who I was able to put his name in the book with his permission. His name is Jason Hoppy. And do you know Jason uh, pitched the most consecutive scoreless innings in a season in NCAA history? And he was able to do that because he had the stoplight sticker on the bill of his cap. And he saw, he put it so he could see the green light um, sticker the most. And what he would do in between pitches is just get off the mound take a breath, use his mental tools, his self-talk, his breathing, his focus, you know, some of the other things we've talked about in the book to stay in his green light. And he would always make sure he was in his green light before he stepped back on the mound um, or put what was back into pitching position uh, to pitch um, the pitch. So, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can use this in, in sport and life, but there's just one example of how this idea of the stoplight helped him, you know, break an NCAA record. Well, we have to say, as brilliant as Dr. Kampoff is, she can't promise that you will become a record-setting pitcher just by using this mindset. It still helps if you can throw a baseball between 87 and 97 miles an hour, or maybe even faster. Uh, but, but still, this is a yeah. good, good skill set to master. I can't guarantee it, but I know it'll help you get there. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. All right. Um, so, um, homework for this week. So homework for this week is to ask yourself three questions. And if you have the book, you can pull out the stoplight grid. If you don't have the book, what we'd encourage you to do is ask yourself these, uh, fill out these, these, these three prompts with the green light, yellow light, and red light in mind. So ask yourself, what are you saying to yourself in your green light? That's the first prompt. Uh, how are you feeling in your green light? And what are you focused on in your green light? And then do the same with yellow light, red light. Uh, so you can really see the co compare and contrast them and better understand what your triggers are, what leads to your yellow light and what leads to your red light. Because really, you know, high performance starts with awareness of yourself. Um, so again, these three um, things that you could answer are, I am saying to myself, blank, I'm feeling blank, and I am focused on blank. At each stage, in your green, in your yellow, and in your red. Yes. Okay, and then uh, your, your high-performance power phrase. 
High performance power phrase this week is this, I master my green light. I check in with myself to stay confident, in control, and focused. I coach myself. And I think that's really great too because all of us look for direction, seek out people to coach us or mentor us in other things. But I think there comes a point in time when you have to step onto uh, your, your field of competition and you have to coach yourself. You have to be capable of, of handling yourself at that point. And, and uh, things are going to go wrong. Things are going to change. This whole point of being able to recognize that, how to readjust on the fly, and put yourself in your best version of yourself is critical. And I like that I coach yourself because that means to me that you don't need somebody else to tell you this, but that you have the mental skills and awareness to be able to intervene with yourself when you need it. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going with that. You know, you're on your own at that point, and you've, you've got to be able to do that too. I mean, all the great external coaching in the world won't help you if you're just going to come apart. So this, this whole part of, you know, taking and, and yes, mastering uh, your green light. And nice. the other lights, too, yellow and red, darn it. All right, so do you, do you have a gritty person of the week this week, Ms. Kampos? Uh, I love the marathon, Tim. My husband and I, eight years ago, we went and watched, traveled to Houston to watch the Olympic marathon trials for the U.S. And uh, this weekend I was following along with that. You won't believe it. People who qualified for the U.S. Olympic team for the marathon were three unexpected women. I expected Desi Linden to win it. She's a Boston Marathon um, uh, champion, and she got fourth by like less, like like by like ten seconds. So tough in the marathon. Oh, yeah. But three women made it who were unexpected. Um, number the first woman ha- is uh, is has thirty two siblings. <laughs> and oh my gosh! Had an eating disorder. Was a, a, a national champion at Notre Dame. And so I love this. I want to give them just a shout out, all three of those women, because first of all, to help us just remind ourselves to keep dreaming big, keep believing that we can do it, even if we haven't done it before. And I think they gave us real evidence that like anything is possible, even if we um, had to overcome these really significant barriers to get to uh, make an Olympic team. So I want to give all three of those women a shout out. Um, amazing. When I saw that Molly Seidel's uh, story, uh, Molly was her first marathon and she qualifies for the Olympics. There's something unfair about that. I'm sure there's some other people who are not in love with Molly for that. Um, but she, she was an outstanding runner who really went through some, some personal issues and to yeah. see her healthy again and competing again and working two jobs to even have this opportunity. Um, good on you, Molly. Uh, best of luck uh, in Tokyo this summer. We're very proud of you. And uh, my, my gritty person of this week, um, just, just pull the plug on her campaign for president of the United States. And I'm speaking about the senior senator from the great state of Minnesota, the one and only Amy Klobuchar. And um, I am very sad to see this development and the, uh, the unique position, I guess, of getting to know her on a personal level. I've, I've done different events with her. And I've never been in um, a situation where she has been there where she has not been the smartest person in the room, but she never acts like the smartest person in the room. Mm. She is strong. She is capable. She is extremely confident. And she is extremely well-intentioned. 
And I don't know that it's in the country's best interest that she's not still in this race. Uh, but something in life, at some time in life too, we all have to make hard decisions. And, and she ultimately made the, the decision that uh, she didn't see a path forward and pulled the plug and all these people who have you know, gone to bat for you and have volunteered for you and uh, have done all these things with this aspiration that you will be the president or some other great thing, you feel like you're letting all these people down. Uh, but I, I want to say that I thought she handled herself throughout the uh, race with character and with class and, and represented Minnesota to the highest level. And I don't believe that's the last time we'll see her. And she will not be the unknown that she was this time next time. Nice. Thank you, Amy, for your leadership. All right. Uh, things to put on the grit board. Things to put on your grit board would be your green light. What are two or three words that represent your green light? And you might even put them on uh, written with a green marker to represent the screen light. Boom. All right. Anything else before we send it off? I'm grateful for everybody who's listening. So thanks for joining us each and every week. And I am grateful for running across this content. Grateful for you taking my outreach and grateful for you letting me ride shotgun on this podcast because it is a gift each and every week. All right. Thank you, folks. Thank you for joining us. The Beyond Grit podcast seeks to help you reach your peak potential. We want you to check out this and the other great content on the NSC blog page, Beyond the Bench, where you can leave us your questions and comments. You can also find the Beyond Grit podcast on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, where we encourage you to rate and review us so we can reach and help empower more people with the brilliant content of one Dr. Sindra Kampoff. I'm Tim McNiff, Dr. Kampoff. Will you close it out for us? Thanks for joining us, everyone. Stay gritty and be mentally strong. Thank you for engaging with the Beyond Grit podcast, where we help you reach your peak potential. You can find past episodes and other great content on the NSC blog page, Beyond the Bench, where you can also post your questions and comments. The Beyond Grit podcast is a production of the National Sports Center and Beyond the Bench.